Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are listening to Gems in the AM. Please help spread the word so that others can also gain knowledge. And if you benefit in any way from our reminders, please make a sincere dua for us. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Rabbi shahri sadri wa yasirli amri wahlul uqtatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Welcome to another episode of Gems in the AM. Today we will be talking about sincerity and how we can purify our hearts by making the right intentions. Sometimes a believer might be trying their best to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then we start to get afraid and these doubts start to creep in. Am I being sincere? Am I only doing this to show off? And as we struggle to become stronger in our faith, how do we deal with these kinds of thoughts? How can we become completely sincere? Sincerity is what all of our actions are built upon. Oftentimes we get so caught up with public attention or certain compliments and certain attention and we no longer feel sincere in doing certain actions. And you know when you think to yourself, I'm not being sincere, I'm not going to the masjid for the right reasons, or I'm not wearing hijab for the right reasons. Don't pull back from these things. Don't stop yourself. Don't say, you know what, I'm being insincere so I'm not going to do it. Because, because then you're allowing shaitan to use your insincerity as his tool. He's using it to his benefit of stopping you from doing what's right. In moments like this, struggle through. Put your trust in Allah and push through. Continue doing that action while at the same time struggling to purify that intention and struggling to find sincerity. Why? Because you can't get to Allah without Allah. In other words, we cannot get to Allah without His help. That's why in the Quran, in Surah Fatiha, we say, Right after one another. You alone we worship. Then right after, you alone do we seek help from. When it comes to sincerity, we have to seek the help of Allah. So we don't only ask Allah to make us sincere, but we, ask, we also ask Allah to make sincerity easy on us. The struggle to find sincerity doesn't come easy. There are so many obstacles one faces when trying to keep their heart pure and sincere. You know, we often ask Allah, Oh Allah, grant me sabr. Oh Allah, grant me patience. Oh Allah, grant me sidq. Oh Allah, grant me truthfulness. But we don't ask Allah to make that process easy upon us. We think once we ask, it's just going to come so easy. That's why we are told by the Prophet ﷺ that after every salah you say, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Oh Allah, make it easy for me. Oh Allah, make it easy for me. Allahumma inni ala dhikrika, to remember you. Wa shukrika, to be grateful to you. Wa husni ibadatik, and to worship you in the most excellent of manner. But oh Allah, all these steps that I wish to do for you, oh Allah, make it easy for me. Because oh Allah, my heart can't deal with all of this. It's so hard for us. So we ask Allah, oh Allah, make these matters easy for us. Make it easy for me to attain sincerity. So why is sincerity so important? Why do I have to be sincere? Look at the example of shaitan. When Shaitan told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, خَلَقْتَنِي مِن نَارٍ وَخَلَقْتَهُ مِن طِينٍ You created me from fire. I am better than him. Right? He was arrogant. What did he say? He's talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's trying to misguide his slaves. And he says to Allah, I will be able to guide, I will be able to misguide all of your slaves except who? إِلَّا عِبَادَكَ مِنْهُمُ الْمُخْلَصِينَ He will be successful in misguiding everyone except those who are sincere. Shaitan. The devil himself acknowledged that the ones who are insincere, he can't go near them. They're off limits. And keep in mind that ikhlas, which is sincerity, isn't a place. It's not some place you're just going to 
you're just going to pursue and then once you get there, it's all going to be great. You don't work at it and once you're there, you're set for life. Not at all. It's a constant struggle. But you push through. But don't stop when you think, when you think you're being insincere. The Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith that there's going to be three people that are going to be the first ones to enter hellfire. That the hellfire is going to be lit as soon as they enter. Who are these three people? The Prophet ﷺ said the first one is a scholar. The second one is the one who gives charity. And the third one is the one who appears to be a martyr. Why? Usually people of any of these three categories are people who we aspire to be. So why does the Prophet of Allah say this about these people? Because these individuals from these three categories will come in front of Allah on the Day of Judgment and Allah will say to them, Mada qaddamt? What did you put forth? What did you bring for me? Where are your good deeds? And the scholar will respond, Oh Allah, I taught people the Qur'an. I taught them how to recite your words, O oh Allah, for your sake. And Allah will say, you lied. You did that because you wanted people to say what a knowledgeable, good man he is. You did it for praise. And you got that. The scariest part about having the false assumptions of sincerity is that you're going to get what you want. You're going to get the, you're going to get the attention of people. But it's just a timely matter. You're just going to get in the dunya. And now you're standing in front of Allah and you're asking Him for eternity. But you didn't, you, when you were setting these goals of sincerity with your actions, you were not looking for eternity. You were looking just to be in the moment. And so then Allah will bring forth the man who gave charity. And He'll say, Mada qaddamt? What did you bring forth? And he will say, oh Allah, I gave all this charity. You gave me so much wealth and I gave it all for who? You. I gave it for you, O oh Allah. And Allah will say, you lied. You did this because you wanted people to say, what a generous man you are. You wanted that said and it was said. It was said. What you wanted from people, people gave you. You were subjected to their opinions and they gave you. They made you happy. So there's nothing left for you in the afterlife. And he will go in the hellfire. And then Allah will bring the martyr. And he'll say, what did you put forth? And he will say, oh Allah, I gave up my entire life for you. I died for you. I died in the name of Islam. And he'll say, Allah will say, no, you lied. You did that so people, you did that so that people can say what a brave and courageous man you are. Can you imagine, subhanAllah, for a second, step back from the, uh, from the example of the martyr who seek praise. He wouldn't be even able, he wasn't even able to live to see what people are going to say about him. But yet he just wanted that. You know, we're just looking for that timely, that small little matter. What are people going to say? And you're not even going to be alive to hear it. But you just, you don't, I want what people are going to say. This just comes to show that the pursuit for anything other than Allah is just a waste. If it's not going to benefit you in the afterlife, eternity, then it doesn't matter. We don't put it into perspective that we won't be here long enough to enjoy that praise. So channel everything that you do to be for His sake. The word ikhlas, which means, which is sincerity, means to purify. To purify your intention of anything except Allah. The first step of purification of your heart is having sincerity in everything. Be sincere with Allah. Be sincere in your du'as. Be sincere in your actions. In the way that you portray yourself. When you open any book of hadith, no matter what the collection of hadith is or where the collection is from, you're always going to find this one hadith on top. And it's probably a hadith that most of us memorized growing up. In this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that verily actions are but by intentions. And for everyone, for every man, for every woman, is what they intended. This lays down the foundation of ikhlas, sincerity. You're probably thinking, why? Why is being sincere so important? Why is being so sincere in your intention so great? It's because it's what you build upon. 
You could be pursuing the best character. You could pursue everything in Tazkiyah. But if it's for the wrong reason, then what's the point? That's why Allah tells us that our actions will be reduced from mountains into floating particles. Imagine how big mountains are. And then into floating particles. You can't even see. They're in air. So tiny. If and only if they were done for any other reason than for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But on the other hand, if something small is done for his sake, something very minimal, but you make that connection between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you take that intention back to him, that's going to be major on the Day of Judgment, simply by your intention. Now you might be hearing this and thinking, wow, you know, renewing our intentions, it's so easy. But as easy as, as, easy as it is, it's also that easy to get soaked into praise and recognition. That's why the Prophet ﷺ said that the one who carries even one ounce of ri'ah, of arrogance, will not enter paradise. Why? Because you think you're better than everyone. You get a compliment and all of a sudden all your work becomes subjected to receiving more and more. There's nothing wrong with complimenting others. But then what happens when you get that compliment? Soon it multiplies and multiplies and eventually you forget your position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Recognize that your success that the success you know, the knowledge you attain, and the blessings you have are from him alone. Now let's delve into sincere intentions. What is a sincere intention? A sincere intention is a pure intention. That what I'm doing, the action that I'm doing, is solely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm doing this to gain his reward and his acceptance, not the acceptance of people. And the best thing about intentions is that you can take any chore, anything that you do during your day, and make that sincere connection between you and Allah, that intention, and you'll get rewarded for it. Let's say we make the intention tonight when going to bed that, Oh Allah, I'm going to sleep so that I can be energized for tomorrow's ibadah. Instead of this being something that you had to do anyway, you eventually did have to sleep, right? Instead of it being something that you just had to do, now you'll get rewarded for it. And we also know in our deen that if we have the intention for something, but we're not able to do that action, Allah still gives us credit. I had plans to pray to Hajjud, but I ended up taking a nap by accident. Allah still gives me the credit. I had the intention. Allah says, if my servant intends on committing a sin, do not write it down from, for him until he acts upon it. If he wants to do it for himself and he does it, then write it for him. But if he chooses to leave it, then write it for him as a good deed. If my slave intends on doing something good and does not yet act upon it, write it for him as good. And if he acts upon it, then write it for him as 700 good deeds. This is why intention is so important. This is why it's so great. SubhanAllah, how lucky we are that we get a, a religion where it's so easy to get these points. We complicate our deen on ourselves. I don't have the money for Hajj, so I can't do that. I'm not fluent in Arabi, so I can't read the Quran. And so it is, just seems like there's not much I can do here. doesn't seem like I'm going to build that connection with me and Allah. But you don't require money. You don't require fluency in language to gain sincerity. You just need to have that pure heart and train yourself not to, fa not to fall for the whispers of shaitan. Because one, listen to him and that's it. All your hard work is wiped out. Allah doesn't like sharing intentions. When you do something for him, it's solely for him. Otherwise, the reward is out. Let's take an example. We know our masajid rely on us and the donations we give. So let's say our masjid asks for donations and I go and give $20,000. What happens right after that? 
Shaitan comes to me and says, wow, good job, buddy. Here's a pat on the back. But you know what? You should really mention to the masjid that they should paint their walls because the color is not really working out. And because you gave $20,000, they should take your, the least they can do is take your suggestion into consideration. And the minute you take it and you make it about that, the fact that I gave this money and the least they can do is listen to me, you made it between, you bought someone in between you and Allah, Allah says, thank you, next. So if the masjid does take your advice and does change their color, the only benefit you're getting from this was that the masjid's colors were changed, that the walls changed colors. You didn't have an opinion before the donation and now you're expecting to be heard. Why? Because you donated such a big amount. Your, your suggestion became $20,000 heavier. And that's how shaitan takes a deed that was meant for Allah and turns it into something that you won't even end up getting credit for. When it comes to intentions, the important thing to keep in mind is don't tie your contributions to expectations. We have expectations. If you want them, make them with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This money that you donate, these good deeds that you do, they're for your akhirah account. I'm depositing into my akhirah account and the withdrawal will be made after I go into the dirt. I'm not expecting anything right now. And if I withdraw right now, I won't get anything in the hereafter. So in this blessed month of Ramadan, let's make a small action item. Find a deed that you plan on doing. Any, plan, any deed that you do during the day, even if it's a chore. I'm going to make iftar for my family today. Why? Oh Allah, I'm making iftar because I'm going to feed my family. My family that was fasting for you all day. And see how, that, see how the reward comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before I was, I was going to cook anyway, but now I made the intention between me and Allah. That yes, I'm going to cook, but oh Allah, I'm doing this for your sake. And we know it's Ramadan, and we know that in Ramadan, hasanat are multiplied. So let's take advantage. And so to add on to Mu'mana's point about intentions, your duty to keep pure intentions doesn't just stop there. And then even after you do an act with right intentions, we are taught to seek acceptance from Allah. We see this in the story of Ibrahim You know, he sought that sincerity before he built the Kaaba with his son Ismail. And then during that time when he was building the Kaaba, he's making dua and he's doing dhikr. So he's supplicating and he's making remembrance of Allah. And then what does he say after he's done? He says, Rabbana taqabbal minna. Oh Allah, accept from us. So he went from starting it right to reminding himself that it should be kept right to asking Allah if there's anything that took it that took it away from being right, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that action and overlooks the deficiencies in his intentions. That oh Allah accept my pure intention. So your intentions aren't something that are set and they stay at that same high. You have to rejuvenate sincerity in your actions all the time. So remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly and know that the reward that comes from him is far greater than any praise, any goodness. Anything that anyone in this world could ever try to match. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep my intention sincere. And may he subhanahu wa ta'ala keep your intention sincere. And may he allow us to die upon sincerity. Until next time. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.